Thank all of you for taking part in our worship. That last song there, you rescue story, you know. All of us have a rescue story. If you put your faith and trust in Christ, you know the place that you, uh, God rescued you out of your sin and gave you salvation, gave you eternal life. And uh, on Sunday night, we've been studying, building, we've been studying about uh, relationship witnessing, witnessing through our relationships. And I um, have over 50 people coming on Sunday night in that class here, the youth and adults together. We're writing our rescue story. We're writing our testimony. Have you ever written your testimony? Have you ever sat down and just wrote out your life before you were a Christian? And then how you became a Christian? And your life since you've been a Christian? It was for years and years and years. I would say when I was 11 years old, and I really didn't sit down and write that testimony out until 1982. And God just did something in my life when I wrote that testimony. And began to share it, writing it, knowing it, but begin to share it with other people. It really takes on a special meaning when you share it with someone. So don't keep your rescue story to yourself. Share it with others. That's the Great Commission. You know, we have to understand the Great Commission. He says, go you into all the world. But literally, he is saying in the, in the language, in the Greek, as you're going, share your rescue story. As you go, share what Christ has done in your life. And that's what we're told to do. Had an opportunity to do that this week? I have, and I hope you have. So come on Sunday night. We won't meet tonight because of Father's Day. Give you time to spend with your family. But come and learn how to write your rescue story where you can share it with others. It'll bless your heart. Deuteronomy chapter 6 this morning. I want to share a sermon I've, I've just simply entitled on this Father's Day, Calling All Fathers, Wake Up. Calling All Fathers, Wake Up. Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to read verses 3 through 9. So out of reverence and respect, Respect to God's infallible, inerrant, inspired word. If you would, stand. And as I read, you follow along. It's on the screen there. If you don't have your Bible, but always bring your Bible. Because from time to time, we may have that technical difficulty, and there you'll be. And so, if you will, bring your, bring your hard copy. Okay? Let's look at this. Calling all fathers, wake up. Deuteronomy 6, 3 through 9. Therefore, hear, O Israel... And be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, God is saying, listen, if you really want to be blessed by me, hear this, listen to it, be open to it, and you'll see blessings come from it. He says in verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God... The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. And those words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and they shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them, my words, my commands. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. 
You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity to be in worship. I pray, Lord, what we've sung today came from our heart. And Lord, as we worshiped you, you're the one true God. You're a loving God. Loved us so much you sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. Father, I pray that we'll wake up as men today and see the responsibility you've given us in our homes. So thank you, Lord, for each man that's here, those who are listening, those who are watching by other means. And so, Father, I pray that you'll honor yourself today. Help us, we pray, to commit ourselves totally to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3 through 9. Call in all fathers. Wake up. You know, we're living in a troubling time. I don't have to tell you that. You're pretty well aware of it. It's a very troubling time today. We're personally, personally observing one of the greatest nations that's ever existed on the face of the earth just to unravel in different ways. Our nation's unraveling. It's unraveling morally. It's unraveling economically. It's unraveling spiritually. So the question is, is there any hope for America? Yes, there's hope for America. The Bible puts it this way, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14. So is there hope for America? There's always hope for America when God's people get right with God. That's what 2 Chronicles 7.14 is all about. There's hope for America only when God's people get right with God. And so the question is, where do we start getting right with God? Well, we start today. There's no better time to get right with God than today. So when do we start? We start today, but where do we start? Where do we start? We start in the home. We start in the home. So the point is, when you get things right in the home, things get right at church. When you get things right at home, things get right at school. When you get things right at home, things get right at work. When you get things right at home, then things get right in our nation. The point is, if the home is right with God... The nation will be right with God. But it all starts in the home. It starts in the home. As someone has said, so goes the home, so goes the nation. And so to extrapolate or to conclude from that statement, so goes the home, so goes the nation, to extrapolate from that, by all indications of our nation today, our homes are in a mess. They're in a mess. Today we honor our fathers, but don't allow your pride of being a father. We have to be careful. We don't need to allow our pride of being a father to, to overcome our responsibility of being a godly husband or a, a godly father or a godly grandfather. Uh, it's prideful to be, a, to be a father. It really is, but we can't let that override our responsibility of being a godly husband, a godly father, a godly grandfather. If we're going to overcome evil in our land, 
we have to answer this question. You ready for it? How can I have a godly home? How can I have a godly home? If you would, look at chapter 6, Deuteronomy, verse 3. Starts off by saying, Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it. First he says, Hear, O Israel. Now this is, this is known as the Shema. The Shema. Every Jew knows this passage of Scripture. In fact, they wear it in their phylacteries. They wear a little box uh, above their, or on their forehead that has the, has the law, the first five books. Included in that is, is this Shema. They wear it uh, on their forearm, the Shema, little leather box. They know this passage of, of Scripture. This is the Shema. Hear, O Israel. Uses the word hear. That word hear means to listen. Sure it does. It means to listen. It means to be attentive. It means to give ear. But it also means to wake up. There's a message coming. Hear, O Israel. Hear, America. Hear you at Mountain View. There's a message coming. Now notice what he says in verse 3. Hear, O Israel, be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. If you want to hear, if you want to have what God has for you, as America, here in this case, as, as Israel, if you want to have what God's, God has for you, if you want the blessings of God, hear this, understand this, listen closely to this, wake up out of your sleep and listen. That's what he's saying. So what Moses is about to say, every man in America needs to hear this. I'm glad you're here today. Now, why should we need to hear it? Because God has given us men the responsibility to be the head of our household. Whether you know that or not, you know it now. You have the responsibility as a man to be the head of your household. Now, men, it's our responsibility to provide for our family, for our wife, and of course, for our children. We're to provide for the physical needs. Now, you know, at times that could be difficult, but we know we have an understanding to provide the physical needs for our family. Now, some men don't have, they don't have that knowledge. But I'll remind you what the Bible says in regards to providing physical needs. The Bible says for the man, if you refuse to provide for your home, especially for those in your own household, you're worse than an infidel. Now, he didn't call you an infidel. He says you're worse than an infidel. And so it's the responsibility of every man to provide physically for their home. But not only that, but to provide spiritually for your home. You are to, it's not your wife's place to provide spiritually for your home. You're to be the spiritual leader of your home. You're the head of your home. Now you can't say I'm the head of everything else in my home but the spiritual part. You can't exclude that. God's going to hold you responsible for that. He's going to hold you responsible for that. And so remember, you're the head of the home. You're, the, you're, the, the, you're responsible being the head of your home for the physical needs and also for the spiritual needs. And so the point is, I really believe that if dads or men in general would be the husbands and the fathers that we need to be, 
If we would just be there, being what we should be, America would be a lot better off today. Really would. And so first of all, how, calling all fathers to wake up, how can I raise godly children? How can I raise my children to be godly? Uh, if you're taking notes, jot this down. First of all, first of all, we have to love God ourselves. Men, we have to love God first. We have to love God ourselves. Look, if you will, at verse 4. Notice what he says. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God, you, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. So first of all, to have a godly home, to have godly children, we first have to love God. How many of you remember uh, being taught by your father different things in life? Uh, how many of you remember that things that your father said as compared to what your father did in teaching you something? Give you an example. Did your father teach you uh, more? Did he teach you by saying things about fishing, or did he teach you about fishing by showing you things? Showed you how to cast, showed you how to hold the rod, showed you how to cast, showed you how to reel in the fish. He showed you how to do that. Now, he could tell you how to do it, probably did, but more than likely, he showed you. He even showed you how to take that hook out of that fish's mouth. He even showed you, no doubt, how to clean that fish, whether you, whether you scraped scales off of a brim or where you skinned a catfish. He showed you. What about uh, uh, not only fishing, but how about playing baseball? Did your father tell you how to hold a bat? Or did he show you, you know, you hold the bat this way, you're choking up too much, you don't choke up that much. Did he show you or did he tell you? He told you, but then he showed you. What about fielding a ground ball? What about fielding a grounder? Did he, did he tell you, hey, you need to get down in front of that ball? Or did he show you how to get down on one knee and block that ball and keep it from going by you? Don't be afraid of it. Watch the hop. Did he tell you about it? He did. But more than likely, you learn by him showing you how to field a grounder. And so it's more than just telling people. The point is, you can tell your children all day about God, you can tell them about the Bible, you can tell them about church, but they got to see that in you to believe what you're saying. The point is, to raise godly children, we must first be sold out to God ourselves. Don't expect to have godly children if you're not sold out to God. And he says, you need to love the Lord God. Do you, do you really love the Lord God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind? Do you? That's what he tells us there. So guys, listen. Is the question probably would we narrow it down to this. Is God your first priority in your life? If you're going to have a godly family, godly children, God must be first in your life. Not only tell them about God, but show them what God is doing in your life. So to raise godly children, number one, love God ourselves. Demonstrate that in front of our children. Number two, short outline. Number two, how do I raise godly children? Teach or impress God's word on your children. 
Teach or impress God's Word on your children. Look, if you will, at verse 7. He says, you shall teach them diligently His Word. Teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them, God's Word, as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So men, when you have God's Word in your heart, verse 6, and you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, your total being, when you have verse 6 in your heart, then teach the Word and press those words, God's Word, to your children, on your children. God, listen, God didn't say take them to church. Now, going to church is good, and we're to take our children to church. But he didn't say take your children to church. He, 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 he didn't say, uh, he, he says, you teach them my word. You teach them. Don't depend just on the church to teach your children the word of God. You see, the primary responsibility for spiritual, the spiritual training of your children is in the home by the parent. That's what it all boils down to. You teach your children about God and about the things of God in your home. Having your children in church is real good. It's great. We need to do that. But it doesn't replace your responsibility as the primary teachers of the Word of God in your home. And I remember Bible stories. Remember those Bible story books we used to... My parents used to read to me a big hardback book. You see them in doctor's offices, you know, and told all of these Bible stories, all the different stories, children's Bible stories, it said. We're to teach them in our home. So the point is, don't send your 7th and 12th graders to church to get the youth director to, to, to try to do in one hour what you haven't done in 13 years. It's not going to work. It won't work. It's at the home. It's at the home. Now the church can reinforce what you do, but God's Word says we're to impress God's command, teach God's command on our children. Notice, He wants us to talk to our children. Do you see that? Talk to your children. Talk to them. How often do you just sit down with your child or your children, grandchildren, and uh, say something like this. How often do you say, do you know the biblical reasons that we go to church on Sunday? Do you know the biblical reason why we feel like it's important to go to Sunday school? Do you know the biblical reason why we feel like it's important to pray? Do you know the biblical reason that, that uh, we feel like God teaches us to tithe our income? Do, do you sit down and ever talk to your kids about those things? Well, you should be talking to them what the scripture says teaching them talk to them you know you know why we don't share with our children like we should share because we're too busy to share we need to talk to them we need to talk to the boys we need to talk to the girls we need to say something like this to our daughters and I've shared with our daughter when she was young when she was growing up do you do you know why we don't permit you as our daughter, to wear clothes that's too revealing. Do you know why we don't do that? And then share with them why you don't do that. They're a child. They're a teenager. They're your children. 
So you have to talk to them. So are you teaching God's Word, impressing the ways of God on our children? He says, while you're sitting at home, talk to them about the Lord and His Word. While you're, before you go to bed, he says. And then getting up in the morning, you need to talk to your children. And then he says, you need to have it hanging on your doorpost. Do you have any scripture in your house? Man, remember the older homes? You remember going to your grandparents' house, and they had all these scripture verses on the wall and in the kitchen and maybe in the living room? Remember that? you have any scripture in your house? Maybe are you writing down note cards, scripture cards, leaving in the bathroom? I know some that do this. They'll just leave scripture card in the bedroom and in the bathroom, someplace where they'll notice the scripture. Maybe they're putting something in their mind, renewing their mind with the word of God. Do you have any scripture in your house? The doorpost? The point is, we must impress God's command on our children the way that God has told us to. So men, fathers, we need to wake up and be what we're supposed to be. Remember, God has called us to be and appointed us to be priests over our family. Priests over our family. We're to teach them God's Word. So to raise godly children, first of all, we have to love God ourselves. Real simple. Secondly, we have to teach and impress God's Word to our children. You know, we're living in troubling times today. Is there hope for America? You bet there's hope for America. But men, listen, we need to wake up, be the men, the fathers that God has called us to be. And when we get right with God, our homes will be right with God. And when our homes, will be, when our homes are right with God, then our nation will be right with God. I want you to listen to this song. Let God speak to you. Really bless my heart. The title of it is Calling All Fathers. So fathers, listen up. Where are the leaders? Where are the teachers? Where are the keepers of every home? There's an emergency greater than any other. Where are the ones who fight for their own? Calling all fathers, run to your children. We've fallen asleep and darkness has come. Stolen and fight like a man. 
all fathers wake up there's an emergency you can tell it by the the world we live in don't lose the most precious thing you have at your children we've been given instructions on how to take care of them what to say to them we need to make sure we do that that's our responsibility dads we're the spiritual leader you're you're a lot of things in your home but the greatest thing that you, that you are is the spiritual leader of your home. You say this morning, Brother Sammy, I've blown it. I blew it years and years ago. I, I blew it. Well, listen, we all blow it from time to time. I've blown it. We're not perfect. And I've blown it. So what do I do? What do we do when we blow it? We fall down. We blow it. But we get back up and we fight on. You can't give up. So start where you are today. Start where you are today. This may be the day that you get back up. You can't do anything about the past. The past is the past. But you can start today, and the future's real bright, if you'll commit your life to Jesus Christ. And if you'll commit yourself to be the spiritual leader of your home like God wants you to be. But if you've blown it, get back up. It's not too late. Get back up. You have a, you have a uh, salvation story to tell. 
beginning today if you'll just get back up, give your heart, give your life to Christ. You know, my dad, I, I was blessed uh, to have a father that I had. I was blessed. God put me in this home. And uh, you never have a choice who your dad is. Um, but I had a dad who, uh, who every child needs. I had a dad that had a changed life. My dad had a changed life. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. And old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. My dad had this changed life. I, I was blessed when I was growing up because my dad was saved years before I was born. I remember going to church. My dad was a Sunday school director at church, and he was a pianist at church. And, and he uh, taught a Sunday school class. And, and um, I don't know what it was like to to come home and hear my dad use profanity. I never, 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 in 51 years before my dad died, when I was 51, I'd never heard my dad use any type of profanity. I never heard my dad use a profane word all the, all the years of my life. I don't know what it was like to, uh, to come home and my dad be locked in another room and, and uh, be drinking. I, I, I don't know. I've never... I never experienced that. I don't have that memory of my dad. I don't know what it's like to come home and be afraid of my dad, that he might physically abuse my mother or physically abuse me. You see, I had a daddy who had a changed life years and years before my mother and my dad married. And it changed his life. My dad was confronted by the Holy Spirit, convicted by the Holy Spirit, and changed by the Holy Spirit to be what he died as, and that was a godly father. That was my dad. And so, daddy, listen, children's, children all over today are wanting a father who, who's had a changed life. They don't want you over another father, perhaps, but they just want their daddy's life to be changed, where he'd be the spiritual leader of their home, that they want him to be in as, their, as his spouse wants him to be. So I hope you've made that decision today. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer and then we'll have an invitation to him. Father, I come to you. Thank you for an opportunity to be a part of this service. Thank you for all the daddies are in church today. And Father, some grandfathers are here today and they're raising their children. They're, they're raising their grandchildren as parents. And, and so Father, I lift them up to you today. But Father, I pray for every man here today, those who have never trusted Christ. Maybe the devil says, hey, you're, you're down. You'll never get back up. They can get up today. They have that will to get up. You'll forgive them of their sins. And Father, they can be born again and have a whole different relationship with you and with their family. Father, I, I pray now that you'll speak to the hearts of dads that are here and moms and dads and children that are here, Lord, the most important thing we can have in our life is our faith and trust in you and salvation that's found only in you. So be with us during this invitation time. Speak to hearts and decisions that, that need to be made today. And for we make this prayer in Jesus' name, amen.